everybody. Today, my mommy is going to talk about Chester A. Arthur. Thank you, Noah, for introducing Chester A. Arthur, the 21st President of the United States. Chester A. Arthur's interest in politics started at a very young age. At the age of 15, he worked as a crier. Are you wondering what a crier was? It was a child who would stand on street corners shouting the names of politicians and all of their achievements. As a crier, Chester A. Arthur was promoting a Whig presidential candidate named Henry Clay. At this time in 1844, the Republican Party that would eventually nominate Chester A. Arthur had not even existed. Chester A. Arthur stood firmly against slavery. As a result, he joined the new Republican Party and helped establish Republican roots in New York. Arthur was fortunate to have friends who would assign him to important and high-paying jobs. In 1860, the Republican governor of New York appointed him chief of the state military. In 1863, he was removed from the same position when a Democrat became New York's governor. Arthur didn't stay down for long. Arthur went to work trying to get Republican candidates elected in New York and elsewhere. He helped get Ulysses S. Grant elected and was rewarded with the job of collector of the New York Customs House. In this new role, he managed over 1,000 workers and was responsible for collecting about two-thirds of all taxes on imports. This job made him very wealthy with an annual salary of $50,000, which was a tremendous amount at the time. Throughout his career, Arthur benefited from friends who would give him unique opportunities. Unfortunately for him, President Grant's presidency was tarnished by scandal, due in large part to the friends he had surrounded himself with. The next president, Rutherford B. Hayes, was determined to end the corrupt patronage system that hurt Grant and fired Chester A. Arthur from his high-paying job. Heading into the election of 1880, the Republican Party was split. One half of the party, called the Stalwarts, wanted to continue the practice of patronage by promoting friends who may not be qualified for important government positions. The other half, called the Half-Breeds, wanted civil service reform to make sure government officials were selected based on actual qualifications for the job. James Garfield aligned with the half-breeds, but selected stalwart Chester A. Arthur as his running mate. This proved to be a wise decision, as Garfield won the election by a slim margin, getting support from both the half-breeds and stalwarts. The difference of opinion among the two parts of the Republican Party wasn't over, though. Just a few months into his presidency, James Garfield was shot by an assassin that identified with the stalwarts and wanted to see fellow stalwart Chester A. Arthur become president. What happens next would shake up the Republican Party. Chester A. Arthur was sworn in as president in New York, becoming the first president since George Washington to take his oath of office in New York City.
He was expected to undo the progress former presidents Hayes and Garfield had made on civil service reform to appease the stalwarts. Instead, he decided to complete the work of Garfield passing the Pendleton Civil Service Reform Act. This would require all federal employees to demonstrate their qualifications before being selected for government jobs. Nobody expected President Arthur to complete civil service reform because he had been the recipient of so much patronage before becoming president. If you ask people what they know about President Arthur today, they are likely to tell you that he was a very sharp dresser and that he had very unique, bushy sideburns. That's if they are able to tell you anything about the often forgotten president at all. President Arthur should really be remembered for his bravery in pushing forward with civil service reform, thereby upsetting the stalwarts that had given him a very comfortable life. In addition to that significant achievement, he won the right for black citizens to ride in New York streetcars, and he advocated for better treatment of Chinese immigrants in the United States. Although he rarely gets mentioned as one of the greatest presidents, his willingness to put policy over political party and his interest in advocating for minorities were admirable. Join Olivia and her dad tomorrow when they get curious about choking. Until next time, stay curious.